Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Glass Tire's new podcast, where I interview artists that balance a full-time job and a full-time career. I'm Ariana Roche, and this is not a hobby. Work faster and produce. Today I'm going to interview Krista Birnbaum, an artist living in Houston. Her work ranges from photographic to sculptural and is somewhat whimsical, very detail-oriented, and deals with control over nature. I met up with her at G-Spot Contemporary, a gallery run by Wayne Gilbert in the Houston Heights area. Her exhibition, Courage, which consisted of digitally manipulated images, had just ended and um, I wanted to catch up and see the new work. Uh, before we get started, please note that the on-site acoustics weren't optimal, but I hope you enjoyed anyway. Krista wears many hats. She's an artist, a mother, and a wife, in addition to working full-time. A hobby is something pleasurable that you do in your leisure time. So why does she spend her free time rendering images for an upcoming art show? Yeah, I don't know. I really, I ask myself that a lot because I think probably in a lot of ways, and I can't even say like, oh, because it makes me really happy. Cause you know, I don't think I had a good night's sleep because I would go to bed and then I would just think about like, right. think about the work that I had to do. You know, I would think about the job that I had to go to the next day and getting right. that work done. And then I would think about when I was going to get come home and try to finish this up and what wasn't working. Um, I think the only, because I've asked myself this and the only answer I can really come up with is that there were times when I thought, well, why am I, why am I doing this? Because at certain times it didn't really seem like it was beneficial or working or I was getting anywhere. And the answer I was come to is like, I can't imagine not doing it. I can't imagine just saying like, I'm not ever going to make, any work again. Before we dive in, let's take a step back. Who is Krista Birnbaum? And how did she end up in Texas? I'm a Midwest girl. I grew up in Ohio. I've moved around a little bit, you know, for school and whatever young person moving around I did. And then we ended up in Houston because my husband um, got a job at the University of Houston teaching photography. We've been here five or six years, I think. And you know, it's funny, I, I lived in Dallas a number of years ago for a year with an ex-boyfriend who was going to graduate school and I just really hated Dallas. And I just and it might have just been because I was young and didn't have any money and it just felt so foreign to me. And um, after I left, I just thought, oh, I'm, that I would never move back to Texas. And um, when David I said, what do you think about me applying for this job? And I was like, you can apply, but I'm, there's no way I'm moving to, back to Texas. <laughs> and of course, he got offered the job, and everyone that we knew who ha- knew something about Houston said, oh, it's, not, it's nothing like Dallas. Her show in Houston was a well-considered installation of work that, as she writes in the press release, reflects on strong female characters, online mommy boards, and the color pink. I've always been interested in ways in which we're interested in manipulating nature in some way to fit whatever need we have, whether that's a need to own it or nurture it or make it aesthetically fit our needs. And in the past, I've really been interested in things like animals or plants and the way that we, we want to fit those into our lives. 
But since I've become a parent, I've started thinking about, you know, the, the child is, is a potentially moldable uh, piece of nature. I have a daughter and she's... How old is your daughter? She'll be five in October. And so she definitely has a lot of her own ideas already. One of the first things you notice in the exhibition is that there are a lot of photographs of superhero action figures. Where did you say the you got the toy from again? You know, somebody started being these little female superheroes. There's no like tie-ins or anything I know in terms of like a cartoon. They're just these little action figures. And it's supposed to be a, like a more empowering female action figure. I like the fact that they seem kind of generic in some ways because people aren't familiar with them in terms of, you know, they're not Wonder Woman or they don't come with that kind of association. They seem kind of strong, but the, but then in some of the images they're actually very vulnerable or kind of struggling in some way. They could like fallen or sinking into something. So you have a job. I do. What are the hours? I work at least 40 hours a week, sometimes more, depending on how busy we are at work. So, you know, it's like a nine to five with overtime. surprise overtime sometimes, yeah. And what what is your job? I work for a company that does uh, digital imaging. It started as a retouch, photo retouching company, but now they've moved into, actually they do a lot of computer generated imaging themselves, which is kind of how I started getting interested in, make, in making that shift in my own work. And then, um, yeah, so it's like I do Photoshop work is the sort of simple answer of that. Technically, I, I think I've learned a lot of things mm -hmm. there that skills that I've employed in a different way for my own work. Um, I was already doing a lot of manipulation in Photoshop and the images that I was making, like I was taking photographs and then compositing things together and doing a lot of retouching on them already to make it look sort of artificial. But then this just allowed me to have like this, like, you know, much higher level of control over what the image looked like. So why do you have a job? I ask myself that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's the obvious, like there's the, you know, the economic, right, need for a job, like to pay bills. And, but I could probably get away with working less, I suppose. If, than I do, or, you know, th there is a question of, like, why do I have a full-time job if I still want to be an artist and then also still have a family? And, um, and it's a pretty hard balance. I think when I, when I was in parts of my life where I had just a lot of open time to make art, I was not very productive in a lot of ways. I don't know if it was just feeling kind of overwhelmed by all the possibilities and not knowing where to go. But actually, now that I have very limited time to make art, I, I can't really question myself a whole lot. I can't just like ponder it endlessly or make small baby steps toward getting something done. Like I just have to get it done and then maybe figure out what it is afterwards and react to it then, even though that can be really hard to still find that limited time to make the work. I find that maybe I manage my time better. And then there's also the thing that you talked about earlier that I've actually learned a lot of technical skill from the job that I have that has allowed me to make works that I wouldn't have been able to make otherwise. So there's 
it, it's a, it seems like a real, it fights against it. Like it eats into the time that I want to be able to making the work. But at the same time, it gives me access to certain skills and knowledge that I would like to have to make the work. What's the culture like for the job? They have been very flexible, like like this afternoon, right now, I said, I have a thing that I got to go do, <laughs> and I'll be back in like an hour or something, and they said, okay, that's fine, because I've, you know, I've sort of worked there long enough that I, they know that I'll come back and I'll get the work done, and they right. know I'm an artist, and that, that they've been very understanding about that, about me, you know, taking a, an afternoon off to go install a commission or something, but then, you know, I make up the hour or the time later, I get the work done. Right. So there is a certain flexibility, even though there's also a lot of demand sometimes, you know, where I might have to work over time one week or something. So one week might be, you know, I just take advantage of it not being that busy and try to get things done. And then another week, just, you know, nothing, get, nothing happens. Like I can't have that sort of daily studio practice that I know some artists have. So what is your studio practice? It's... It's like, um, I mean, mostly, most of the work I'm doing right now is done on the computer. So I, I work at home, I have a home office, and I work there mostly um, when I, for instance, I, I had to do some photography for this work. The photographs then got converted into models later, but you know that was done like on my back patio, you know, um, Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just kind of like, well, okay, I need some natural light. All right, there's some shade in the backyard. I'll go do it there. But I don't have like a working space in terms of, you know, physical. And then in terms of just like a time-wise, it's like, okay, I need to get this work done for the show. So my husband will take my daughter to her dance lesson and I'll use that morning to, you know, like try to get work done. It really helps me if I have something lined up, like if I have an exhibition coming up, like a deadline, I guess that in, in terms of like a driving force to get things done, because otherwise I may just sort of like piddle away at something for a really long time. But if I have a deadline, then I just know I have to get it done. Um, but if you're asking more about like an emotion, like a emotional intellectual drive like or like why, why apply for an exhibition? Like what is for you the the thing that kind of keeps you coming back like for example yoga while i'm doing yoga yeah, right. or running or something yeah. or running you're like why the hell am i running right because this really sucks and i'd rather be home yeah. watching tv but then when you're done you know you're in that last pose it yeah. makes it all worth it yeah um, i think that exercise is a really good analogy <laughs> because it's really hard to get exercise in for me and so like usually I'll just like go for a run. I would love to like spend an hour to doing yoga, but that's just like that yoga takes too long. <laughs> so usually it's like okay, I'm just gonna go for a run because I can be gone for a half hour and be done. And especially if I'm gone for a while, there are these days when I you'd be running, I'd be like, this hurts, right? This really hurts. It's very uncomfortable for me. I could just stop right now and like be immediately much more comfortable. But I know that if I finish it and I get done afterwards, I'm going to say, I'm really glad I did that, even though it was hard and it was uncomfortable and it was sort of miserable. Right. You know, that <laughs> there's going to be some sort of sense of well-being afterwards. I think any artist know that you don't get done with the show and just go, 
like have like the ohm moment or something where you're just like at peace. No, instead it's kind of like, oh, the gallery talk. Did I like? Did I sound like an idiot? Or you know, all these people said they liked the work, but did they really like it? Or you know, I didn't sell anything. So you know, it doesn't really equate into a sense of well-being. But the I think at the same time, if you haven't been making work for a while, that's like a, a worse sense. You right. know, like if you haven't exercised in a while for me, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't still feel good. And if I haven't made work to make work is very stimulating. So this means I'm not sleeping as well or my brain is really going, but the alternative of not stimulating myself in that way, like intellectually and emotionally seems very dead, very empty for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult yeah. question. It's, I mean, I go through this all the time, too. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, it's so hard. You're just putting yourself out there. Like, yeah, who cares? Did I sound like an idiot? Does this even right. work? Am I even making any sense? Am I, you know, changing the world? Am no. I like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. But then you just think, like, well, what's... what's the other option like my husband is an artist too and so we're we you know often you know have this kind of like post-show let down or something you know or or something doesn't work you want an opportunity and you don't get it or you get an opportunity and then you're still not <laughs> happy with it. you know you never really feel completely satisfied but then we go well, okay just imagine just stopping it all you know right like we think like well maybe we should be picking up some sort of more lucrative hobby you know that like we could sell on Etsy or something like that but then it just doesn't seem right and I think I think your point that it's an intellectual stimulating activity is something that's um kind of key I think yeah (laughs) because it's not just making the work but it's also like thinking about a different way of looking at the world yeah and and that it's a risk it's you know, a very yeah it's a absolutely you know it's a risk in terms of like you're going to sink all this time effort potentially money depending on what you're doing into something with absolutely no guarantee of a payoff either emotionally intellectually or monetarily so you're completely you're completely risking yourself in so many ways um i mean risking like you know that risk, of course, is a fairly safe risk in terms of, you know, depending on your work. You're like, not like a... You're not like diving you're not, off right, the building Right, right. Something. It's not that kind of risk. It's, it's more like an intellectual and emotional risk and, and potentially financial one as well. But um, yeah, there's no, there's no pay, there's no, and, and often there is no real payoff. I mean, sometimes you sell something, um, you know, you make it a review or something like that. And those ultimately are sort of fleeting you know right but and I don't even really think that those are the rewards you know I think a lot of times we think that's going to be the reward and then that actually often for me feels like a letdown because it isn't the reward the reward is just making the work but because of I guess of the way that our culture and economy works if you don't have something kind of tangible at the end then it feels often like you failed no matter what. On that note, it would be interesting to consider what is the goal? Would she ever not have a job? I think that I would like to have more balance. I don't know if that's really possible, but I can't really imagine myself 
not having some type of job. And I think even just as much as, I mean, it's possible, I guess, that the art could turn into a job, like if you're doing commissions or something. But Mm -hmm. I would want some type of human interaction. I don't, like the idea of just being all day in my studio every day seems very isolating to me and not in any way inspiring or challenging. I, I, I mean, for some artists, maybe that works for me. It really doesn't. I have to have some sort of boundaries or limits or something pushed against me to react against. So, um, so that isn't the goal. I think I would like to have a little more balance. Right now, it feels very stretched, stretched pretty thin. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode two of Not a Hobby with Krista Birnbaum. I'm Ariana Roche, and you can find out more about this episode and see images from Krista's show on glasstire.com. Are you an artist with a full-time job? Email me. I'd love to hear from you. Work.